Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Yeah. And welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Probably the only podcast about board games that features more podcasting about random things than it does actual board games. But we are attempting to fix that, are we? Are we attempting to fix that, Gobby? Huh? What? Will you, will you pause? Are you going to watch Shazam? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just finish off my Glenn Morange? No, that was the Kenichi. Oh, okay. I just... Have you sampled the Glenn Morange yet? I drank it. Oh. I didn't no. sample it. I drank it. A sample? I like... Did you wet your lips with it? Glen... Mar- uh, two things. One... Wet your whistle? I like Glen Morange Nectar Dior. It's very nice scotch. Very good. Secondly, when you say Shazam... Shazam! Are you referring to that show that's coming out soon? Uh, probably by the time this comes out, it will have already been out a couple of weeks. Yeah. Starring uh, Chuck? I'm not interested. You, did you ever watch Chuck? I did not watch Chuck. I'm not as you as you well know. All right, uh, so I'll allow this. Generally, I Zachary Levi. I don't like talking about movies with you on this podcast Why? because you utilize your love of cinema. <laughs> you're a cinemaphile. <laughs> How to, dare you to to just hard what? merge everything into movies? I somehow. love movies. I love watching movies. I love going to the movies. We bought our tickets for Al, uh, to the Alamo Draft House, which you had a bad experience a, last time. No, that was that was Studio Movie Grill. No, oh, I'm sorry, Alamo I'm Draft sorry. House. Which which other <laughs> venue is it that strategically serves you food in the middle of a movie? Alamo Draft House strategically serves you food. In fact, the way this one is set up in Richardson, there Texas. is a trench. You have your food. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to interject. That's called a trough. No, <laughs> it's a trench. They just dump. They just come by and just dump popcorn I and butter in this trough. And at any time you're ready, you just lean forward and eat out of it. Is that what that is? Now, no. that would be awesome. But no. Welcome to the trough. You have your chairs. Then you have like basically a bar in front of you. I know how a movie theater sit. No, place. you do. have you been in the Alamo Draft House? I have not been. Okay, well li- then I've not Coyote, been to Alamo Draft House. Coyote been- okay. You have a bar in front of you. Okay. It's basically a ledge. That's where they will serve you. <laughs> but behind that, it's stadium seating. Okay. So it's slowly ascending or descending, depending on your point of view. <laughs> so the seats in front of me are down lower and that's where they pick up your food. So all you can see is their hand when they pluck your mint whatever just, you want from you. Just you write down what you want on a piece of paper, you set it in front of you. And they will come in front of you and you can never see them. That's terrifying. And they just pluck it. Do, the do, next thing you know, do, do your you drink remember, shows up. Do you remember that I just have this that I could not handle that. Do you remember that Adam's family where the it the thing that was just the hand? The thing. The thing. No, that's a furry guy. 
Oh. That's the furry guy. No, that was Cousin... That was Thing. That was Cousin It. Cousin It was the hairy okay, guy. Okay, you got Cousin It. The Thing was just a dismembered hand. Yes. That's what... That would freak me out, to be watching some show, and all of a sudden, this hand just pop up, and here's well, your, here's your whiskey sour. Well, you to see the movies, that's what you want. Uh, and I I'll, just want a hand to bring me my whiskey sour. I don't care who it's attached to. Just bring it. I want to make you a whiskey sour. I've been learning them here recently. So, in but, the Alamo but, Draft House, but this is the thing. They do not tolerate... Phones or talking. If there's some idiot that won't shut up, I simply write down, hey, the guy next to me won't shut up. They will warn him, and then they will boot him out if he does not heed the warnings. So you're just sitting here writing this on a piece of yes. paper. The guy in the third row from the left is yes. being a jerk. Exactly. And just leave it there, and the little hand you comes pick it, it up. And next thing you know, he has a hand that peeks over the side. And it's next like pointing thing you at know, him. he's gone. It's pointing at him, sir. He's Please missing. stop this. He's missing. He never, I, I he's po- never heard from again. <laughs> I want to point something out. This is the this, Animal Draft House Mafia I comes want you, against him. I want you to know that I, don't, I won't want you to take this, this. I may say some things that you could take in the pejorative, but this is not a criticism. I find it very fascinating that when we're when we're about to review a game, you're like, oh, yeah, there's this is good. There's pieces. And I was like, well, describe it. Well, there's this thing you move. You like barely have any type of detail about a board game, but when it comes to describing the intimate details of the Alamo Draft House, there's like there's a there's a there's a bar and each of the each of there's four seats. You have intimate knowledge and descriptions of the Alamo Draft House. Well, of places, but of the board games, I don't I know. I don't know. My, my my heart lies in movies, I guess. I guess so. But anyway, Avengers Endgame. We're there for that the opening weekend. Sunday we're going. Me, Charday, Dijon Char. Two now. I'm going to uh, uh, spoiler alert for all those that may be, but I have been trying to catch up. You got a long way to go. I have a got long like way to movies. go. I have watched um, Iron Man one. Yes. And two. Oh, but okay. I then you're only 17 movies behind. I, in an attempt to catch up briefly, I Wikipedia, which is like the uh, cliff notes of uh-huh. of cinema, uh, and so I understand. I there's I have several issues with this thing, okay. but there's this guy who apparently snapped his fingers and everybody died. Right. So that's what we're picking up on now. Got you. I I now. I have a question, and I have not watched that film yet. That's just what I know from the extensive memes I've seen here lately. Okay. Why Why? Why was there a reason? How did he do that? Like, how do you... There's a glove, apparently. It's a powerful glove. A powerful like glove. Like a Nintendo Power Glove. Okay. So <laughs> he, he donned it. So the purple guy, which just looks like Tinky Winkie grown up, gets the Power Glove. He's a Titan. Which is a thing. A titan is like... He's already a powerful being. But then he gets this glove, which is basically omnipotent and omniscient and everything else. An omnipotent glove. Yes. Omnipresent glove. Yes. Okay. It has the power of reality. It looked like Michael Jackson's. Do you remember Michael Jackson's white glove that had rhinestones? That's basically what he had. Well, if he could have snapped it. So he snapped it. And killed half of everybody. Well, whatever he wished. Why he had the question, five infinity question, stones. Why didn't he snap it again? Where is he at now? Why is he just not snapping his he's fingers? Because his, and- it's done. It burnt up. So he's dead? No. He's in his happy place. But his glove burnt up. Yeah. So he, it was a, he, he used it. To snap and kill everything. One and done. Okay. 
I, that's, as far as I can tell. That is the one thing I had issues with it's so far that I have not. Now the to. gems he could have he was using throughout the movie very powerfully, which we. But know. when he got all of them together to do his ultimate thing, which was to, according to him, equal out the universe, which how half of everything equals equal, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's he's trying to you know carbon emissions. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, he snapped his fingers and wiped out half the universe's population, hmm. and. Uh, so according to him now everything is equal which how how that measures out i don't know but there there's other questions i had but the glove yeah the glove like i I don't know where i saw it maybe it was in the comic books but it's like it's burnt like it's toast now where does the joker come into play because i watched the trailer for that a while back that looks like that's interesting is he he steals it later okay and then he puts it on i like batman ah 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 uh, no, Batman is the only one that I've ever somewhat Batman watched. had the kryptonite to fight off the glove. And I know that's not right. Now you're just being facetious. And then he got beamed up and to cannot, Krypton. I, as I, as is I, that what you want to do? That's nope. called merging. That's called universe cross... Conflagration? Yes. I don't even know if that's a word. No, it's not. All right, so yeah, I'm, it is. I'm done with... I'm done with Done with talking about movies with you. Um, I've been reading Frankenstein, and I just finished it. Okay. I liked it. What did you like about it? Uh, and I, so you're, okay, I'm just, look, if we're going to do this banner stuff, and you're going to make me talk about Marvel or DC or whoever, what? I would like to spend some time to talk about some things that are a little bit more... Oh, yeah, because people really care about Frankenstein these days. They do care about Frankenstein. (laughs) No, they don't. Frankenstein. Nobody cares. There has never really been a good adaptation of the book. Tell that to Gene Wilder. I'm telling it to Gene Wilder. The movie was nothing like the book. And and When he came up on that big door. And Mary Shelley (laughs) was experiencing a lot of... Did you ever see that, Young Frankenstein? (laughs) Yes, I watched Young Frankenstein. (laughs) well, now wasn't that Peter Bull that was Frankenstein? Oh, yes. Okay, I was making sure that was that was Raymond's dad. That was Raymond's dad. That was oh, Frankenstein. That movie was so crazy. That was a great, you're making me want to watch that. But th- that's a good movie. Okay, why can't we watch that? My whole life, I have thought, and 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 I've heard it said that this is generally the way it's thought of now. I have always thought Frankenstein was the monster. True, and it's not. Victor it is Frankenstein not. is the. Is the individual the scientist. who's a scientist, the doctor or whatever, who who finds the way to reanimate through either galvanism, the and he pieces together a monster, then rejects said monster, and then the monster goes on a tear, harming his family, uh, trying to learn the language, and being utterly distraught because everybody rejects him, and so he thus then seeks revenge on Victor. Did he have bolts in his neck? That's not indicated in the book. <laughs> it's on the book. So There's not much just, description of it. It's interesting how that's like a primary part of Frankenstein in movies today. I, like everybody recognizes him by his stitched forehead and the bolt sticking out of his neck, but that's not described in the book anywhere. No, he's, he's like eight foot tall and very muscular. Yeah. But that's about it. Can we move on to our topic of discussion? Well, you didn't finish Frankenstein. I liked Frankenstein. If you are into actual like reading and understanding and enjoy things other than just mundane action films than Frankenstein. Oh, so because you're not into it, it's mundane. Mundane de- technically means like it's of the earth. 
Like oh. it's just of things that are. Well, we're all of the earth. Well, if there, you think about there it, there you go. So everything can be mundane. Everything is everything's mundane. mundane. This podcast is mundane. Planet Earth. Planet we're Earth. All is of mundane. Planet Earth. We're all mundane. The whole world, everything exists in it is mundane. Mundane. You know what's not mundane? Is that where Monday comes from? So like Monday's it's Monday. like especially earthy. I think that has actually to do. Well, no, because Thor is like Thor's day. Right. So I think Monday actually has something to do with the moon, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. Not sure. I won't. So I don't usually quote you. Let's hard merge into something. Hard merge. Uh, so I want to talk about Gold West. Okay. Reason yeah. I want to talk about Gold West is because, one, we just replayed it. Two, it just was reprinted. Three, it's an excellent game. We have mentioned- Four, J. Alex Cavern has just come out with a new game. But I haven't played J. Alex Caburn's new game. But I'm interested in it. But I would like to play it. Gold West by TMG Games recently just got a reprint. It's a two to four player game. Lasts about an hour. Uh, you could probably... Oh, I got to plug us. If you look on our Instagram, you'll probably see pictures of Gold West at some point in time because we take pictures of games as we play it. Secondly, please send us an email at boardgamesnods at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Instagram. Facebook, we're on, on Facebook, Podbean. Amazon, LinkedIn, and Stitcher. Also, we really, really enjoy people e- emailing us. We get a kick out of that. I've actually, now that I've taken really? off. Yes. <laughs> See, like, I remember starting off. I remember starting off enjoying that, and you're like, I don't care. Well, I don't care. I used to be like a honey badger. I didn't care. I'm jeering. But I now don't care. I'm more of a... I'm, I've, I am. I've become more reliant on the approval of others. <laughs> Let's just say that. I, I remember the first time I posted something on Instagram, and another random individual, that little heart thing popped up. They liked it. And that's when I knew I was destined for this. Gold West. I like Gold West. Gold West is not a. Well, it is kind of a worker placement. You're not placing workers. You're placing tents and encampments. Pitching tents. So basically the game starts off where you have this modular board, and as it's set up, there are four sections. There's like wood and clay, like mountainous areas, areas where there might be gold, areas where there might be uh, metal. So like four separate areas. You put these little chits out there on those areas face down, and when they get flipped over as you explore those areas, you see what resources you can pick up. And each turn... You're going to have to correct me. This is a Moncala kind of mechanism, isn't yes. it? Yes. You have your little four-space Moncala on your own personal player board. You place resources in one of those four spots, and each turn you pick up, you select one of those areas, you picked up all the resources in it, and you move it forward, dropping off one resource of your choice in each area until it's off the board. And the resources that get pushed off the board are the resources that you can utilize. And so they're like uh, rocks and stones that you can use to build encampments. You place your little tent out there on the little player board and you get the resources out there. You have gold and rock and uh, copper that you utilize to either fulfill orders or... Copper, silver, gold, trees, coal. Coal, right. And you use the the precious metals to either sell them for for, fulfill these orders and get victory points or move your little wagon trains along these little tracks. And the further down you go, you get more victory points and so forth and so on. It's 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 difficult to understand the. I hate to use the term elegant, but it's it's not it's not 
because that's not really a term I want to well, use. With the metals, there's several different things you can do. Right. So that's that's what I like about it. So here's here's what's so great about Gold West. And so obviously we're not going to do a good job at trying to explain it, and you're just listening Terrible. to it. Terrible job. So far, I don't know even what you're talking about. And I played it with you. So what makes the game good? Let's just talk about that. Okay. Let's here's do it. what makes the game good. That little Moncala requires you to think very strategically about where you're going to put these resources when you get them. How many spots is it? You There's have a zero, four. a one, a two, and a three. There's four. And so if you put it down at the very bottom, you automatically get three victory points. That's three spot, you get three victory points. That's the great that's the great thing. But now if say you have five resources in that bottom spot, every time you activate that spot to move those resources up, you have to drop one off in each space there. So you end up only pushing five out of the five resources you pick up in the last spot, you only end up two coming off your board, and those two are the ones you can utilize. So you kind of have to think several moves ahead. I'm going to put these resources in this spot, and then next round I'm going to put these other resources here, and then finally I'm going to activate them, and I'm going to be utilizing all these various resources. So the further ahead that you can think in this game, the more you are rewarded. So if you have somebody who's very short-term and they can't think too far ahead, they're going to be utilizing the zero spot the first spot, which automatically just pushes everything out into the uh, play area, and then you can utilize them, they give you no victory points. Whereas people who are going to be able to think ahead, they tend to place their stuff further back, and thus they're automatically getting rewarded. So it rewards you for thinking ahead. But if you don't have enough stuff to go out, like if you just put three items back there... That's that's another beautiful thing about the game. It penalizes you. So, for instance, say you don't have the wood or the coal. It takes one wood or a coal to build a settlement uh, to build a Why tent. Why trees or coal enable you to make a settlement? Well, because trees build your tent and coals for your fires. But if you get a tree and a coal off at the same time, then you can build a settlement, which gives you uh, basically more points at the end of the game because you you have more influence in that area. So. It rewards you for thinking ahead, but it penalizes you for not. So you can, if you don't end up having enough resources to build your encampment, you have to loot, which automatically costs you a victory point. You you just take some resources, basically. It's your, you still make a turn, but you're, you're you still take a turn, but you're penalized. So it allows you, it penalizes you for, for not thinking ahead. It's a great thing. So it's just a, it's just a fantastic mechanism overall, and that's the primary mechanism of the game, is just being able to think ahead, plan ahead, and utilize the resources that you have. So after you've got that going on with your own player board, the next thing that really hits you is where are you going to place your encampments, your tents, out on the board? So you can see certain resources that have been turned over, certain spots. So you want to keep all of your tents and settlements together because you get more victory points by keeping them all adjacent and so you're having to manage that or do you even want to think that long term do you just want to place your 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 encampments out wherever just to get whatever resources that you need plus you're getting your three precious metals your gold and your your metals and your your copper how are you going to utilize them when you place them or when when they get utilized are you going to sell them quickly to fulfill an order and get quick victory points, or are you going to use them uh, to purchase a in-game uh, victory 
point uh, scoring spot, where like little achievements that you uh, get extra points for, or are you going to sell them and transport them uh, down the road utilizing your wagons? The further down that you use them, the more victory points you get. What I like about the game, it's straightforward. Mm, you bored me with your talking. Two simple mechanisms. To describe it as boring, to play it as fun. Exactly. Two simple mechanisms, but multiple paths to victory. Do you not agree? Well, is that not most games? I mean, there's a lot of games. The gameplay is simple. Crusaders. The gameplay is simple. Newton. The gameplay is simple. You play cards, da 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 But within that, there's a lot of strategy. Are you trying to piss me off? What do, what do, I mean, what do you what do you what do you no, say? I'm just saying. There's lots of games where the gameplay is simple. No, that's not. Uh, no, uh, that's correct. I mean, yes, the gameplay is simple. You play the Moncala, but what you do with those pieces, what part you pick up? Do you going to do stone? You going to do uh, gold? What are you going to do? You going to do the elements? Are you going to do what's the stone or what? Whatever it is. What's the green? It's what trees. Forest trees. Whatever. You can't see that from the forest from the trees. Get it? Yeah, I got it. It's 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 yes. It's a simple play, but there's thinking to be done with it. It's multiple paths to victory, and there's thinking to be done. That is what is lacking in the other games for which you had mentioned. False Crusaders. No. You don't know. I know. There is not multiple paths to victory in Crusaders. You build... Yeah. No. Yeah? No. No. Yeah? No. I argue that all day long. Crusaders is not... I'll say yeah all day long. Well, then I'll have to replay you the podcast where you agreed that basically building churches no, is the way to win. It's influence. It's a race. But you have to do other things. That's nah. just like Newton. I said, ah. yes, you have to concentrate on the books but within those books, you have to travel. Where are you uh, going to travel? Everybody's going to travel to a different spot. So is this you have to add, a, there's a little flair to every part flare. of it. Flair? So you're going to have a primary path flare. to victory. Is this Chili's? But then, <laughs> no, that's 14, TGIF. Oh, your 14 pieces of flair? <laughs> that's TGIF. There's not enough TGIFs in the world. What happened to them? I prefer. They didn't have enough If flare. I had my choice over Chili's, Chili's trumps Applebee's, TGIF trumps chilies. Red Robin trumps them all. Go. No. No. You don't like Red Robin? No. That's ridiculous. What you just said is ridiculous. Uh, I think there are Red Robin Red lovers out Robin. there. Red Robin. I do remember the Yum. jingle, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. This So this is going to be one of these podcasts where we fight. That's fine, but we will agree on this. Gold West is an excellent game. Uh, I do agree on that. Blanket J. Alex Cavern. You've done it again. It, it, well, it's a reprint, so technically he's been doing You've it already. You've done it several times. Several times. It's been reprinted. You've made Sentient. Which is good. Which the T-800 appreciates. You've made Gold West. Why didn't you, me and Jerry appreciate. Why didn't you do any voices for Gold West? You don't do Westerns? I don't do voices. People just show up. Uh, my wife has... Oh, uh, while we're on Westerns, I'm sorry. My wife has taken umbrage with something with you. Umbrage? Umbrage, which is... How do you spell umbrage? U-M-bridge. Uh, umbrage, I don't know. U-M-B-R-I-D-G-E? Something like that. I'm not, I'm not an English major. Or is it U-M-B-R-A-G-E? That sounds like an A thing. Umbrage. I think it's umbrage. Umbrage. 
My wife, Umbrage, with you, what? is that when we were talking about Westerns a few podcasts back, you mentioned several, but there was one that you left out. And in querying I said me, Magnificent Seven and Silverado. And Those in querying me later about it, because she listens to a podcast occasionally. What? But, yes, she did. Why? Uh, That's dangerous. It's, I know. Hey, hey, uh, she hey, wondered why. She wondered why you did not mention Lonesome Dove. You know why? Why? I will tell you this. Uh, I want to hear it. No, I don't. My wife does. Never seen it. And your ratings with her have now dropped. You I have can't help it. Never watched Lonesome Dove. Um, when did that come out? It was during that time period. It was no, a, it was no. a television show. When did that come out? I don't know off the top of my head when the mini my parents four part were very strict with me when oh, I was they, a child. Oh, they were not with the freezer. Go ahead. And whenever Lonesome Dove came out, a I wasn't allowed to watch a whole lot. If I watched a good movie, it's probably because I snuck off and went to go see it. Eighty nine. In eighty nine, I was CBS. I was twelve years old. You should have watched it. In eighty nine, we did not have cable TV. Robert Duvall. Yeah, we didn't have TV. Tommy Lee Jones. We did have an antenna. And depending on what day it came on, we had three channels. And if it came on the wrong day, then we weren't able to see it. All right, pick one. Tommy Lee Jones, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I I was worried there for a moment. I I like Tommy Lee, but Robert Duvall makes any movie better. Everything. It just smells like victory. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But uh, I've never watched those. And, well, and it's a show, it, so like I, I can't, I don't even know where to go to watch it. I have the DVD. I will loan it to you. Okay. Well, I will. You, you will loan some it to me. Yes. And matter. No, I insist that we watch it together. No, no. Because I want to see if you'll, you'll make cry. Me angry. Why? I don't know. Me and you differ too much on our opinions of things. Somehow we have merged on gaming together. But in almost everything else, we differ. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I have heard about... My wife is Lonesome Doves, big in her family. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I know Westerns because of my dad. Real Bravo, El Dorado, anything John Wayne, Gary Cooper. I want your dad to play us out of this podcast, by the way, as well. Oh. I love that. He did an excellent job <laughs> last time. It's been a while. It's been a while. Who played Shane? Uh, I can't remember. But Shane he... is my father's favorite movie of all time. Nice. Uh, but also Real Bravo, El Dorado. Basically the same movie, two different names. Yeah. <laughs> one with Ricky Nelson, one with... Uh, Ricky Nelson? Ricky Nelson oh, was yeah. in Real Bravo. Oh, when you said that, I thought Ricky Martin. <laughs> I started thinking, <laughs> she bang, she bang. Oh, man. No, uh, but okay. This is okay. You brought this. You got me back on movies. I don't want to get on. You got me back on movies. No, westerns are weird to me because they're more sentimental to me than I actually like them. You're sentimental. I am. I'm very emotional. They are sentimental to me because my father loved them. Like that's all my. uh, That's a dad thing, I guess. Right. Especially for Gen Xers, my dad watched westerns my whole life growing up. So I know Westerns. Did I like them particularly? No. The ones I did see, I liked Silverado. I liked uh, uh, Magnificent Seven. I liked Real Bravo. I liked El Dorado. But uh, I wasn't like a Western guy. I see. I was more of a sci-fi guy. Yeah, that, Superheroes. Superheroes, yeah. But, yeah. 
Did you watch Aliens vs. Cowboys? Terrible movie. Yeah, I expected a lot out of that one. <laughs> Terrible didn't, didn't movie. Paul Dano. Don't give me Daniel Craig, Paul Dano. Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Wasn't Beale in it? Directed by the director of Iron Man. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a great movie. Great actors, great director. That was a dumb movie. Mm. The whole time I'm like, when's something going to happen? Oh, okay. Then they like start hunting. That. It was just dumb. It was yeah. terrible. It was no Gold West of movies. No, it wasn't. But Gold West has found its place into our hearts. And if you're uh, if you've missed it, much like Lonesome Dove, if you were interested in other things at the time that of its first release, Gold West has come back. And if you are interested in a great Euro, then by all means, Gold West is probably one of the finest ones out there today. Me and Jerry, we oftentimes agree on games. We oftentimes don't agree on games. Sometimes he'll love a game that I don't like. Sometimes I'll like a game that he don't like. But on Gold West, we both agree. It is a good... And it's one of those games, it's not going to knock your socks off. You're not going to be like, wow, until you play it. Because <laughs> every time we play it, we're like, oh, okay, the Gold West. At least for me. I'm like, oh, Gold West. All right. Yeah, it's a, I know that's a solid game. But then it's like, then I play it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I like it's it. It's nice. so good. It's so smooth. It's nice. The scoring is good. It's the, tight. It, it's just good. It's a solid, good. solid game. It's approved. Uh, we, again, got to play 878 Vikings. Oh, yeah. We like to play games after a while, after we kind of ruminate on them and kind of well, make sure. I told you I was wanting to play it Tell again while I remembered the rules. You know, anyways. That's what I told you. And we do what you want, because if you don't, you whine. I appreciate that. So we played 878 Vikings again. If you don't whine, then you just ignore me. This time. I it have was, to say it repeatedly. It was just me. Just me versus you. And Gobby. And so, despite. We got rid of the sleeveless wonder. And Bubba. And Bubba. Bubba was unavailable. He had more Bubba important things to do. Bubba has to work. And Enrique's wonder was nowhere to be found. Enrique's at a gender reveal party. What? Yeah, he's he's going to a. Uh, is he going to realize what he's he something is? Else? No, 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 no. That is not what happens at a gender reveal party. Oh. Like uh, in the South. Now, most, what am I? Most places, they like will bake a cake with either blue or red or pink or something in it, and they cut it, and people are like, "Oh, so you're having a boy." But here in the South, I don't Good know. Question. They shoot things and it blows up and there's smoke and it's it like blows up in blue or pink. I think that's. I don't know if that's so what's cliche. Happen. I don't know what that's if that's what's going to happen though. I don't know how they're. Who's gender there. reveal? I don't know. There's a family member here. They have extensive family members. I mean, it, you got a fifty-fifty shot. Is it that exciting? Uh, it, uh, I've never been a parent, so I've don't. Never know. been a parent. I'm speaking in ignorance. Um, I, I will say it is very exciting. You? Yes, very exciting. To what? To find out. To if it's know. a boy or a girl. Yes, it's, it's either a boy or a girl. But you don't know what you're going to name it, but you also don't know, like, what are what is your mindset? It's not going to be a xenomorph. You don't know. <laughs> no, that would Come be surprising. Come bursting out of your wife's chest and just be uh-huh! like, ah, we have the room all set up for you. <laughs> Bunch of peanuts on the floor. <laughs> Some, what is a xenomorph like? Uh, I would say acid and flesh, apparently. Oh, oh. That went to a dark place instantly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that's okay. A good chest burster. A good chest buster. 
face hugger. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with little aliens. Oh. Uh, so anyway, back to Enrique couldn't be here, and we miss him so. Finding out we so is. we so miss you, Enrique. You're like our third or fourth favorite person. Uh, back to eight seventy eight biking. So me and Gabby played it solo, uh, not solo without other people. <laughs> We Mainly played it duo mono mono. So, your thoughts? I'm gonna you, you tell me. Um, careful now. It's kind of as I said. What did you the say last time I talked about this, which was two, three podcasts ago? If I get to play it again, well, I can remember the game. I can kind of remember what cards come out. I can remember how basically it goes. The Vikings come out storming the northern shores. Well, then I had a game plan in mind. I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to kind of stack up my guys further down south and then let you come to me. And I kind of let that happen. Now, from there on out, it's just die rolls and random card draws. Yes, but you can kind of know kind of how the game's going to go. Especially if you played it several times. You know the cards that are there. Now, we have been playing the beginner setup. We have not yet ventured into the variants, the scenarios. There's like, you have cards 1 through 12. Then there's other cards that come out, but we haven't done that yet. We've only I've only played the game. This is my third time now. And? And? And I enjoyed it immensely. How immensely? Because the last time we talked about it, you were all nope. groaning and gobbling about it. Oh, no, no. I told My you I liked different. it. Oh, it's all right. I liked it. I just don't know about it. <laughs> I you didn't know there, about it. You sit over there and I just, I don't know. Y'all have I much prefer this a one-on-one game. Yeah, I, I will A agree. two-player game. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that the one-on-one game is more strategic because you can kind of think out your plan and you're not worried well, yeah, about your partner. I'm not worried about what crazy thing Jerry's going to do. But having a partner does allow you to, it, it does add an element of bounce ideas off yeah, of you. I liked it. I liked it. I like that. I mean, there's a, of it. I understand that. But I'm just telling you from our two on two to this one on one, I would rather play this mono, imano, any day. But you did like it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Is it, imp- is it approved? It is now approved. It is now approved. Thank you for that. And I will say, this is one of few games I have played where I started off not liking it at all. Right. No, no. You were dead set against it. Stop midway. <laughs> I, game we, one. I stopped it the first time. Yes. I was like, no, I don't like this game. The second but game. But I was tired. You caught me late at night and I was cranky. This, uh, the second game. And when game, I'm cranky, I don't like playing games. Second. And then you get on my nerves because you can be particularly annoying sometimes. I I am a gas. No. <laughs> what? You can really. Oh. You know how to push my buttons, be. and you I do it. I do not push you any buttons. Push buttons. I am not a fiend. You are a button pusher. I will say that one thing that I will point out, since you did bring it up, that's slightly you irritating about you since we're talking oh, about, about me. About <laughs> you. Here, wait, oh, no, we're not talking about me. <laughs> Is that the second time we played, you were having a fantastic time. You were laughing and going on and conspiring, and you just seemed like we were just having the greatest time you ever. You come out when it was me and you versus Bubba and Enrique? Yes. And then, as soon as the game's over, Bubba's like, this is fun, man. I love this game. And Enrique's over there flapping his hands <laughs> and just going about ripping his sleeves off. And I'm sitting back there, kicked back, saying, so, Gabby, pretty good, isn't it? And you're like, well, I don't. I mean, it could have been better. 
That's what that is. What's infuriating? I'm telling you, there was something missing. Infuriating. You didn't win. No, that wasn't it. But you were infuriated by it, and I—I I, I mean, that was just insane. And so I, I, I the game is infuriating. It is infuriating because this game, and and this is what I'm going to preference this. I think with. it's built to be infuriating, especially it, for it the is, English. I like the fact that 878 Vikings offers an asymmetrical experience. In this game, your Vikings raiding England. If you're the Englanders, is that a word? We've already talked about the game they before. Could, but I'm not saying it, but the England people have this... British? That's English? Who, that's who they are. <laughs> it took me a second. I kept trying to think of Doctor Who. It just kept coming back. The Englanders. Well, England is the island of England. Favorite Doctor Who? Tim. Who? Ten. Number ten. Okay. Making sure. Making sure. David. As tenant. Hence the name David Tenet, 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 yes. as is mine. I like him. I'll closely follow followed by Matt Smith. Uh I would say, strangely enough, for me it's ten twelve. So you like twelve better than eleven. Yes. Really? Eleven I liked in the very first episode. Matt Smith, that first episode, I was he's like, great. wow, this he's guy's great. great. And he's good. Don't get me wrong. I really like, like Matt Smith. But what Happened with 12 for me is I started off, much like 878 Vikings, I started off hating 12. That was a nice merge. (laughs) Thank you. I started off hating 12. Yeah. He was angry, which went along with the character because he was an angry character. He was annoying. Much like me. He was miserable. Much like me. And that's the way the first, mostly the first season went. Pretty much. But as 12 continued on, he kind of slowly grew on me. And he slowly became the doctor I like, who was more... He was just grumpy and mean the first season. Is the 12th doctor an analogy for our relationship? Am I the 12th doctor? <laughs> You're the 12th doctor to me. I am the 12th doctor. I started off really not liking you. Well, it worked out in the end. But now we're best friends. <laughs> Excuse me. This call I choked you up. This call, no, I've got I've got the plague. Chlamydia. Uh, Clamdiddly. Eight seven eight Vikings. You're still fighting that. It's been going on for a you long time. You've not got the antibiotics for I've that been yet? on two sets of antibiotics. It's <laughs> two, it's bad. Two shots a day. It's bad. Uh 878's Vikings is I would recommend it for those. It's it's one of the few Ameritrash games that we like. Would you say now that, I like it? Yeah, like we're not big into Ameritrash games. Uh, I enjoy it because of the interaction and the different feel, being the Vikings and invading and feeling like you're going to win and you just can't lose, and then losing is an amazing feeling. It's very... Okay, it, this game is very interesting to me. First of all, it took me three or four plays to actually even enjoy it. The third play, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed fighting back and forth with Bubba and Enrique. But this last play, I knew the game. It's like, I know the Vikings are going to show up with overwhelming force. They're going to march. They're going to take over these countries, these whatever, the shires they're called. Shires. So as the British or English or whatever you want to call it, you have to stack up in certain regions. You just got to be committed to protecting certain regions and just build up, build up, build up. And that's what I did. Now, I didn't know I was going to win. I happened to win. But Jerry, we even even still, like there was cards. I was like, oh wait, I should have done this. And Jerry allowed me to like, oh yeah, you should have done that. In retrospect, since I'm not real familiar with the game, that's what I'm gonna do. So you play these cards that enable you to do certain things, go certain places, 
So really, I think it's a game for experienced players of the game. If they know what cards come out, if they're familiar with the deck, if they're familiar with how the game plays, then I'm anticipating, yes, the Vikings are going to show up, overwhelm me. I get that. Uh, I might as well forget about trying to win in the first few moves. It's not going to happen. But as the game goes on, you can play these treaty cards. And then if you can defeat the enemy within a certain amount of uh, action, uh, within a certain time period, after stage five or whatever it is, I forget, then you know what you need to do. Withhold the Vikings for a certain amount of time or withhold this amount of property for this long of time, then I know what to do. It's a game, I think, that you benefit from knowing how it works. Not knowing how it worked affected me, and I didn't enjoy it. But now that I know, now that I know what to expect, I like it. Especially just tossing dice, fighting. I know if I'm going to go fight the Vikings, they will beat you down with just a few dice. So I need to have a big army to go up against you. And that's what I did one time. But really this game ended just on me claiming the right amount of properties at the right time. Which is which there's several ways of victory on the game. But yeah, this game does reward those who know the cards. If you know the cards better than obviously you're going to anticipate what your opponent has. But also there's other cards that you can deck build a little bit at the beginning of the game. Each side picks which cards they're going to utilize in the advanced version. So that adds a certain amount of variety. Oh, uh, Leaf did not like it, according to the Instagram. Leafer. Leafer did not enjoy it. I wonder why. Are real Vikings just not into... Are they into Euros? Maybe it's just redundant. Maybe it is redundant. Like been there, done that. Perhaps once you've pillaged in real life... Pillaging, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, um, Gold West, we enjoyed 878 Vikings. I enjoy now. It is board game snobs approved it's on good. all fronts. It's good. It's good. Bubba loves it. Rico loves it. I love it. Now Gobby's jumped on now board. Now I'm also enjoying it <laughs> but as well. I would, I would warn that it's only for those who are of the Amerithrash, trash, whatever, uh, persuasion. It's not something that I think hardcore Euro gamers who don't have a broad view. No, well, that's what I said because I'm a more of a Euro yep. gamer myself and it didn't appeal to me at first, but upon multiple plays, realizing what's going on, what cards, yes, we enjoyed it. That being said, I think that Gold West is like a blanket approval. Gold West has been a, a mainstay for us for since it first came out, the first print yes. run. It is probably one of my favorite. Probably almost the favorite TMG game out there for me, and it has just. Jay Alex um, is coming out with a new a new one. I know. I'm. I'll be interested. I think it's in Renegade. I'd be artsy. It'd be interested in seeing what he does. And I, I almost okay. I think it's a got a solo in it, but maybe well, I'm wrong. But we'll see. But I like Jay Alex as well because he does different things in all his games. Right. He does. We haven't played World's Fair yet, but Sentient, a vastly different game. Vastly different game. Well, I'm looking forward to next upcoming weeks. We're going to be playing some solo games and reviewing them, Black Sonata. And, of course, we have to do a brief review. On, we've raved about coffee roasters. I'd yeah, like to talk about have. that. Uh, Cuba Libre and uh, Combat Commander Europe. We're going to try to get into some of these so-called war games, and we're going to see if they are actually as good as what people have touted them to be. 
I hope so. And then, of course, at some point I in time, spent a small fortune buying them. At some point in time, we're going to do a top ten. We got to get yes. That, we got to get that clickbait out there. Done. Top ten. Right. All right. Well, this is Jerry. This is Gavin. All right. Bye. Mi guitarra está llorando Y es porque tengo una pena Mi corazón está sangrando Por eso lloran las cuerdas Por un amor imposible que me está martirizando Que me hace actuar como un loco y que agota mi paciencia por un amor imposible que me está martirizando que me hace actuar como un loco y que agota mi paciencia mi guitarra está llorando y es porque tengo una pena en su pecho está grabado el dolor de mi tragedia y por más que me emborracho olvidarla no he logrado cuando recorro el sentido sigo pensando en ella y por más que me emborracho olvidarla no he logrado cuando recorro el sentido sigo pensando en ella cuerdas y al compás de sus canciones yo quiero llorar con ella mi guitarra fiel testigo de este cruel sufrimiento solo ella y yo sabemos cuánto cuánto yo la quiero y al ver que me estoy muriendo, ella no es como los hombres. No puede callar su pena y se escucha su lamento. Y al ver que me estoy muriendo, ella no es como los hombres. No puede callar su pena y se escucha su lamento. Y llorar, llorar. Es lo único que queda Llorar, llorar Junto a esas tristes cuerdas Y al compás de sus canciones Yo quiero llorar Con ellas